Good afternoon, everybody. We are back, RWV Live. I'm Chesley. This is Pastor Mary Jean Pigeon. We're so glad you're with us. We'll give everybody a few minutes to just um, get yeah. logged on and uh, get situated and everything. But we've just been really enjoying our time with you here on Amen. Thursday afternoons, um, just talking about the power of God's word, the power of prayer. And we're really focusing on prayer being the force that shapes the world in our lives and our families, but truly in the whole world. Amen. And, and just the fact that um, our prayers really can change things. And, you know, we might think sometimes that, you know, when there's all these big issues going on around the world and in the nation that, you know, our little prayer doesn't do much, much, but it does. it does because just like we've talked about the power of God's word and how <laughs> he sent it forth to heal us. And he, what's the, the, the verse that you've shared a lot about how, um, he deputized, he deputized the word, the word in Genesis. He sent right. it out like a deputy to do what it's sent to do. So it does not return <coughs> void. When we're praying right. out God's word, we are literally changing the world. We're changing lives. We're changing our families. We're changing the atmosphere. We can change the weather. We can change. <laughs> so we just true. have to we believe. Can. We just have to believe. So um, we just know that, you know, the life of the church is the highest life. And the office that we hold is to pray. So Amen. we're glad That's you're with true. us. We're going to dive into <clears throat> what the Word of God says a little bit more about prayer and uh, just excited that you're here. Amen. <laughs> glad to be with you again today. Yes, yes. You know, with what you were just saying, Chesley, um, years back, I went to South Africa mm -hmm. and one of the ministers there, he just really wanted me to go. I think when you're overseas and you're from America, they think everybody's the, the rich Americans. Mm -hmm. And to them, we are rich. We are very rich. And uh, But he wanted me to go see this little Indian lady. <clears throat> she had no legs mm. and she was in bed all the time, you know. And so how do you how do you pray for a, a situation like that, you know? Yeah. So he, he just wanted me to meet her and stuff. Mm -hmm. I just, and I felt like the Lord had me just encourage her yeah. that, um, that um, she was, she could travel the world right from that bed with no legs. I wow. mean, she, with her prayer life, her prayer life could reach all over the world Amen. and she wouldn't have to leave that bed at all. Yeah. And, and that's really, that was really a, a, a moment of a resting moment for me to mm -hmm. realize that it, you may be shut in somewhere. You may not be able to get out or go anywhere, but you can travel the world. They used to say, you know, <laughs> when you could read books, you can travel all over the world. Mm -hmm. You can travel all over the world through your prayer life. Amen. Because, Amen. And, it, and the thing about it is it's eternal. It never Amen. ends. When right. you leave the earth and go be with Jesus, Amen. hopefully go be with Jesus when you leave the earth, your prayers stay here and there's, mm -hmm. there's still something God has to work with. Amen. So. There is something just really significant about <clears throat> the eternal things that have no time or distance. And, and when right, I say right. eternal things, I'm thinking of just like everything that God has called us to do. So, you know, our prayer life, mm -hmm. our, our giving, right. you know, it's, our giving reaches the world and it could, it could be, you know, changing the life of a child in Guatemala right. or China or, um, you know, just our prayers, just our, our speaking forth the word of God, um, those kinds of things that have 
no distance and they're not limited to time right. and even our prayers lasting in the earth even when we go you right, know right that's <laughs> so. right uh, even after my mother passed <laughs> i found uh, going through her stuff mm -hmm. she had written out prayers for her kids yeah and i awesome. thought you know they're still here because this is what she prayed before she left here yeah we should so, do that. We should make sure to do write that. Write it out. Yeah, leave yeah. it there. So at any Amen. rate, well, last week um, we were seeing that the prayers of God's saints are the capital stock in heaven by which Christ carries on his great work upon the earth. These are comments from E.W. Bounds, E.M. Um, e. Bounds, I'm sorry, the purpose of prayer book. And he says, uh, God's policy is shaped when the prayers of his people are more numerous and more efficient. The most important lesson we can learn is how to pray. We must pray so that our prayers take hold of God. So we will eventually get into the fact that how God's word is uh, effective and uh, effectually fervent. Mm -hmm. And then the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power mm. available. So Amen. when we pray properly, we pray the word of God, mm -hmm. uh, then it, it captures his heart. Amen. And prayers one, I like this, prayer in one phase of its operation is a disinfected and a preventative. And I was reminded of one day driving to work, you know, where the Lord said, when you plead the blood, and I was praying for the government at the time, when you plead the blood, it paralyzes the darkness and energizes the light. Wow. So, it, <coughs> excuse me, it stimulates the light towards more light mm -hmm. and it paralyzes and holds back the darkness, pleading the blood. See, when you plead the blood, what you need to understand is that when Jesus died on the cross and the blood was shed, mm -hmm. he was pierced through for the transgressions for the whole world. Yeah. He was crushed for the iniquities of the whole world. So he, he died, uh, God so loved the world, the whole world, that yes. he gave his only begotten son. So that blood's been shed for the whole world. Amen. So when you plead the blood, it, it dis disconnects that situation from sin. And when it's disconnected from sin, the devil can't touch it. He, he, he doesn't have anything to grab hold to. It's like having a, a pig greased with oil or something. You go to grab it when it's running through and, and he can't get, he can't get a he can't hook grasp. in. He yeah. can't grasp it mm -hmm. because the blood's been shed and you put the blood over things Hallelujah. and he can't hook into that. Yes. I, amen. That's just such an important thing to pray over our loved ones is just yeah. plead the blood. Plead the blood. If, you, if, if you can't do anything else yeah. in a moment of, right. you know, just crying out Emergency. to God, plead the blood. <laughs> the absence of prayer, this was a comment from Julie Anderson in England. The absence of prayer is the testimony to your ability, but the presence of prayer is a testimony to God's ability. So when you pray, you're showing that you don't have the ability, but God does. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And then we learn to discern when to ask of the Lord and when to decree the covenant promise. Mm -hmm. And he had, he had uh, corrected me once about saying, when I was asking him to teach me how to ask more. Mm -hmm. Well, like one friend of mine said, I'm asking God to teach me creative asking. Yeah. <laughs> but he said, well, you, what you need to learn to do is when to ask and when to declare and decree. Amen. And if it's a, he said, for instance, with healing, you, you don't need to ask me for that. I've mm -hmm. already provided for that at the cross. Thank you, Lord. And so learning your covenant promises and declaring those mm -hmm. and then decreeing those or when you're going to ask for something. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I ask, what do I need to ask for? Yeah. You know, what, what is my need yeah. according to what you see, not according to what I see. Mm -hmm. So 
Uh, and Julie mentioned too that what you are praying about is what you're going to be walking in. Mm-hmm. So basically, Jesse, when we're praying, we're laying a track like they used to lay the old railroad tracks in the old west. Mm-hmm. You're laying that track and the Holy Spirit's going to come in. You're preparing uh, a straight path for the glory of the Lord to be uh, manifested in all flesh to see it. You're Amen. laying a track and and that's what you're praying so the glory of God can come in and and establish what he wants done. Mm-hmm. And his power can just motorize and drive that train. <laughs> well, you know, one thing we need to remember about things of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, uh, when I was younger, and actually before I got Spirit-filled, I used to think the Holy Ghost was a bird, mm-hmm. you know, a dove. <laughs> but actually, they re- he represents uh, a dove represents the Holy Spirit because he, uh, if you were nervous doing like this all the time, uh-huh. A bird's not going to land on your shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit is, he, he's like a bird in the, the fact that he's going to alight upon things mm-hmm. and he's going to alight upon a peaceful situation. Mm-hmm. And so we prepare the way for the glory of God to come in. And the things about the Spirit is they flow. They flow like a river. They flow like a river. So our job is to move the obstacles out of the way and get the dam where it's dammed up and stuff, mm-hmm. get those obstacles out of the way. And to allow the Holy Spirit and the power of God to come in and flow and Amen. establish what we're asking for. Yeah. Amen. So. That's good. So then we went on to we're establishing our motive for our prayer. And, and then I added to get into position. Years back, we did, a, I was telling Chesley earlier, years back, we did a, a meeting called Woman is a Warrior. And the way I'd set up my notes was ready, aim, fire. Mm -hmm. And we discuss it in different ways. But um, in in establishing our motive and our prayer for our prayer and get in position, that's getting ready. Uh, I think too many times we jump into praying real quick and we get all, we we shoot out all these emotional Mm -hmm. and, and that's, that's okay. It's part of our humanity. So do that, but when you get through, don't feel like you've really done your praying yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get the, that off your chest work. and get yeah, over your emotional yeah. realm. If you're angry, <laughs> get over that and and then come back in and, and get yourself prepared uh, for prayer. Mm-hmm. And actually, I think it's important, especially in the days that we live in and especially in the days ahead, that we stay ready. We stay yes. in a prayerful mode. I remember uh, Barbara and Steve Arbo years ago went to um, South Korea where they had Prayer Mountain. Mm-hmm. And she was, I mean, people were there praying 24-7. Wow. They were in, they went in little uh, mountain cubby holes and they prayed for 24-7. Wow. And she said, it, the minute you stepped on the ground, it was so easy to pray. Mm. Why? Because they had conditioned the whole atmosphere mm-hmm. towards prayer. And it's good for us to stay in a in a mindset of prayer and an attitude of prayer. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can interact with people, do your work and still keep an attitude of prayer. Sure. You know, Mm -hmm. practicing the presence of the Lord. Yes. Amen. So did you want to say something? I was just going to say hi to a few people. (laughs) We've got Miss Linda Messner's online with us. Hi, Miss Linda. Miss you. And Miss Barbara Wright. Hi, Barbara. Hi, Barbara. Thank you for tuning in. And Miss Martha Mumford. We've got all hey, kinds Martha. of shout outs today. And Pastor Michelle is with us. So hey, Michelle. We're glad y'all are here. Glad <laughs> y'all. They were calling Mary and Martha, and we said it's Mary and Chesley. 
<laughs> and then I said the princess and the queen. <laughs> the princess and the queen. Uh. <laughs> That's funny. Well, anyway, so for establishing our motive in prayer, the first thing we need, I, I remember years back when I was praying for somebody that was a difficult case. And listen, I'm telling you, the reason we're even talking about this, we've got some difficult cases and mm -hmm. we're running out of time. Yeah. And so to know the strategies to get to reach those uh, uh, people is, is important because we're running out of time. And, and if they don't get set free, they won't be able to respond, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, there's a proverb in Proverbs 5, it talks about how a man is trapped in his own sin, his own iniquity traps him. And so learning how to set those pe people free. And um, so praying for our name, for his name's sake. Mm. And where where that came, uh, where that spoke to me was, where did I have that? In Psalm 6. No, it was, sorry. oh, it's over here. Anyway. Uh, we have to establish our motive. And when I was praying for a difficult case at one time, pretty soon, you know, when you start praying for somebody, and this isn't just praying about your needs and wants, when you spend your time praying for the things God needs you to pray for, mm -hmm. He'll take care of your needs and wants. You won't even have to ask Him a lot of times. Amen. He'll just take care of them. And so um, in praying for this person, when you start praying for somebody like that and the devil's got them in a stronghold somewhere, those demons are going to turn on you. They're yeah. going to come step on your toes. <laughs> They're going to make you angry because yeah. they want you to stop. Yeah. And I was praying for this person and, uh, and they did that. And it was making me mad. Mm -hmm. And I did want to stop. And I, you know, finally I even told the Lord, anybody wants to go to hell that bad, I ought to go. Just <laughs> let them go. And, and he, he always coaxes you and says, let's just do it a little bit more. Let's mm -hmm. just keep going a little bit more. Amen. But I found that I had to get past doing it for me because I'm a good Christian and that's what good Christians do. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to pray for this person. And then I had to get past doing it for them because I, whether you care about them or, or you're not real taken with them, uh, they need those prayers. Yeah. And, and you're, you're doing it as a good Christian for them <laughs> because the devil will, will run you through that. He, he will exhaust you with that. And eventually, if you're doing it for me, if I'm doing it for me or if I'm doing it for them, mm -hmm. that will hit a dead end eventually. But when I started doing it for the glory of God, mm -hmm. Jesus deserved the glory. Amen. And no matter what that person did to me after that, it wasn't going to affect me because I wasn't doing it for them. Right. And it wasn't do and it didn't matter how I felt anymore because I wasn't doing it for me. Right. I was doing it for the glory of God. Amen. And I think that's so important. Once we get through, exhaust ourselves mm -hmm. there, then we have, um, all right. we, we get we get we get prepared. We're preparing ourselves, yeah. and we're working through the obstacles that would hinder our prayers. So, <laughs> so, uh, and for His name's sake, we had listed Psalm six four: Return, O Lord, deliver my soul; O save me for Thy mercy's sake. And then Psalm thirty one three: For Thou art my rock and my fortress; therefore, for Thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. So it's for the sake of God's name. In jo in John eleven four, we looked at it last week. Uh, where Lazarus um, uh, was sick and they came to tell Jesus that your friend Lazarus is sick 
And Jesus immediately declared and decreed something. He didn't, he didn't even ask the father. Mm-hmm. He just, he knew he was there for this purpose and he declared and decreed it. And I remember in John chapter nine, where it says the blind man who, who sinned his, him or his parents. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, neither, but I'm here now and we're going to take care of this. Wow. Basically is what he was saying. <laughs> and, um, Jesus declared and decreed this sickness, weakness is not to the advantage of death or Satan, but for the sake of the glory of God, that the son of God may be glorified through it. So he declared that for the sake of the glory of God. That's what we have got to keep before us. It's all for the sake of the glory of God. And you know, with that, that keeps me going. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, if it was just for me, I would run out of gas. Yes, absolutely. But if it's and if it was just for you, even I'd probably mm-hmm. run out of gas. Maybe Eventually. not you, Chesley. <laughs> if it's for somebody else, I'd run out of gas. But yeah. when it's for the glory of God, and and any time I think of that, I see Jesus on the cross yes. and the pain and the price that was paid. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, I apologize to the Lord that I'm not walking in a greater uh, power mm-hmm. that He purchased for me. Right. You know, and that's our witness. You know, that's yeah, that's what is going to bring others to him that see us stand for his mm-hmm. glory. Because when he gets the glory, then others can see, oh, he's really real. Yeah, you know, right. but if he, if people see us getting frustrated because it's just not going my way because I prayed it like this and I want it to go my way, you know, then people see that, too. <laughs> You know, you know. The, the part of preparing, you know, we're we're talking about preparing ourselves, positioning ourselves and getting ourselves ready for prayer mm-hmm. instead of just praying. Mm-hmm. I want to get I want to I want my vehicle, my vessel to be cleansed, clean so yeah. the so the power of God can pass through it. Amen. And uh, so here's <laughs> another scripture that we have from. It was John 11 was the sickness and weakness was not to the advantage of death. Let me go back to that for a minute. This this sickness or weakness is not to the advantage of death. That's a good declaration to take yes. to make when something happens in your life, mm-hmm. um, and it could be catastrophic, if you will. Mm-hmm. You declare the outcome yes. right up front. Declare Amen. the out, outcome, mm-hmm. and and stay with it. That's another part was uh, I used to say when I was praying for this person, it was a little difficult for me. I would fall off my horse every once in a while and I'd have to get back on and ride again. Yeah. I'd just say, Lord, forgive me. I, I messed up right there. And so you're, you're, it's, it's a journey between you and the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. for that person because Jesus died for them. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So this is in Second Thessalonians 1, 10 through 12. And this is deep. This is a neat scripture. I, I really like this. And it talks about when Jesus comes to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe. Because our testimony among you was believed in that day. Wherefore, also, we pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling mm-hmm. and fulfill the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith. That the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you. And you and him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. So he's coming to be glorified in his saints. Did you know, folks, in the days that we're in right now, going forward, mm-hmm. these days, it's when it says to be glorified in his saints and to be admired, I mean, that, that is an intense 
uh, inspection. Yeah. They're going to be like, what are you made out of? What are you doing in there? <laughs> what is, what's going on in there? To be admired by all of them that believe. So, um, and he prays for us that our God would count us worthy of that calling mm-hmm. to be admired as believers. Amen. That we that we're to be glorified. He's going to be glorified in his saints and be admired in all of them that believe. So Jesus is going to be admired by the outside world in us. Mm-hmm. And are we ready for that? You know, that's why I'm saying we have to be yeah. a vessel fit for the master's use in that right. area. Yeah, we have to be constantly cleansing and washing ourselves with Just the word. Just being and, attentive and, to, and, our, yeah. to that. Yes, that's true. Yes. So, and then in Job 3.25, it says, For the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me, and that which I was afraid of is come unto me. And we're talking about um, getting past ourselves in preparatory for prayer. Uh, I'm not going to do it for me. I don't need, I'm not going to do it for you. I'm doing it for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And I'm not doing it because I'm out of fear. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I felt like one day I just woke up and thought, you know, I think a lot of my prayers are done out of fear mm. and not faith. Yeah. Uh, when you pray over your kids, you almost pray out of worry. <laughs> yeah. And not faith, you know, and so that you... can be a challenge. It is a challenge. But Job said, the thing which I greatly feared has come upon me, and that which I was afraid of has come unto me. So I think it's important that we talk that out with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And our, now we're preparing ourselves... Because the next step we're going to have to do is to go to God and find out how to pray. Mm-hmm. What's the need? What's the real need here? Like I said, I think too many times we jump in, jump in thinking we know what it is. Uh, I laughingly say that years ago when we were in another church, we in a Braisewood assembly, we were on the altar ministry. Mm-hmm. And I was learning the word of God and learning how to speak it. And all, you know, I was sort of learning all this stuff. And... People would come up, they had marriage problems. Man, I got marriage scriptures right here. And they come up, they need a healing. Oh, I got healing scriptures right here. They need to find, oh, I got financial scriptures right here. And finally, what the hell, standing up there, and the Holy Ghost goes, and I thought, what, what? He said, do you mind if I write out the prescription here and not you? And I thought, oh, I'm sorry, Lord. Because sometimes the person comes up and says it's a financial need. It's mm. not a financial need. It's something else. Yeah. It's, and sometimes it's just you need wisdom. You don't mm-hmm. like, you, you're not, if I got, if we got the finances, you wouldn't know how to spend it because you right. don't have the wisdom of God to, to deal with it. Right. You might not necessarily need more money, you might just need to you know manage how to manage the money, <laughs> the money you have. That yeah. was it. And nothing's wrong with more. God mm-hmm. always has more in every area. We're right, you know ever right. increasing, but yeah, that's a good. Well, Doctor Cole said that a young man came up to him. This was years ago. A men's minutes meeting came up to him and needed six thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So he prayed for him and he got it. And a month or so later, he comes back up. Doctor Cole now needs fifteen thousand dollars. He says. <laughs> No, you don't need money. You need Uh-oh. wisdom. Mm-hmm. So we need to ask the Holy Spirit, what is the problem? Uh-huh. And uh, and that'll be our next step. Right now, we're going to deal with fear. 
Amen. The thing I greatly feared has come upon me, and that which I was afraid of is come unto me. So if you're in that situation like Job, he was concerned over his kids that they were going to sin against God, mm-hmm. and, and he worried over them. And so that thing, that fear, fear operates just like faith does, but it brings the negative, not, not what you're believing for, not mm-hmm. what you're needing. And so um, uh, I know when we... Um, this, this has been a practice of mine. And when we stepped out from uh, Braisewood, when we stepped out from the insurance business, uh, I, uh, I remember the morning, the, sun, the Monday morning after the Sunday when Pastor Jack came, came in and said, I've written, out, I've written out my resignation from Braisewood. Man, I was God's woman of faith and power right there. I said, <laughs> okay, I agree, I'm with you. And the next morning I got up for my quiet time and I went, oh, my Lord, what have we done? Oh, no. And fear hit me. Yeah. And Chessie, I had to face total failure because we had had some friends that had failed in some areas. And so mm-hmm. that their experience was out there. And and that came swimming in my mind. And, you know, we had, I think we had a child in college at the time and that all of all of the what failure would produce the what struck ifs. me the what ifs and i thought well my mama has some land in matagorda texas we could go pitch a tent down there if we had to <laughs> but um i found that if i would go ahead and l- allow failure to happen in my in my imagination mm-hmm. i i just said so we fail we fail completely we lose the house we lose the cars we lose everything that's when I said, well, Mama has land in Matagorda. We could go build a tent. But nobody can take Jesus from you. Yep. And that's your greatest treasure. And once I failed, I went ahead and, and embraced failure. Then the fear of failure was gone. Mm-hmm. And now I'm free. See, I've, I've shaken all that off of me yes. because I've imagined it. I've lived it out in my imagination, mm-hmm. and I've shaken all of that off of me, and um, now I'm free to believe God. Right. You know? Yeah, it is freeing. That's something that, that's one of my Pastor Mary Jean nuggets that I <laughs> hold on. I have like lists of little things, like little sayings or little scenarios that you've shared and have just yeah. really stuck with me, and that's if one If you're around that long that enough, I... you get all the stories <laughs> several times. But that is, I mean, that's just a really helpful thing to do when you're working out, you know, what if this happens? And so, okay, so what if it does? What's the What's worst the case worst scenario? What's the worst I'm, you know, and, and even to the ultimate, which, you know, we plead the blood. I, I'm certainly not speaking like, well, death could happen. But I mean, if the ultimate, you know, worst case scenario was death in a situation, um, there's heaven. That's right. <laughs> you know that's what I mean? Good. You can go be with Jesus. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's good. And not saying that no. we're looking to we're, death to be the end result. No, but even not, even no, if you're believing still, God for someone that's battling yeah, something right. health-wise, you know, mm-hmm. you you speak faith and you hope that they're in agreement and you can watch people overcome and see miracles. Right, but if right. but what's the worst case scenario? They go spend eternity in peace. <laughs> Amen. You know, um, that quickens me to a friend many years ago when I was in my early stages of all this mm-hmm. I had a friend that uh, eventually died of cancer and I had been praying for her intently yeah. and and you know <clears throat> one thing I learned in that whole situation was cancer was not the enemy mm. 
Cancer is a disease. It has to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. You can curse it and it's got to stop. The enemy there is the lack of revelation in the person yeah. uh, the healing of, of God's provided healing. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's another case of learning how to pray. Yeah. You Mainly when someone's sick, you want to pray for them to get a revelation of the healing Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I always ask, if someone asks me, you know, for prayer in a situation mm -hmm. like that, I tend to say, for? what are you believing for? Because I want to agree with what that's they, right. where they are. If it's, I'm going to have this surgery and I want the surgery to go well, then let's, that, that's let's where believe you lock for that. In. That's right. That's if good. you need a new ligament in your <laughs> knee, like, well, let's believe for that. I mean, whatever it is. Where's your, just, where's your faith yeah. in all of this? Because mm -hmm. then the two agree, mm -hmm. come into agreement. That's important. Amen. So the, the thing I greatly feared has come upon me. Uh, that which I've feared, been afraid of has come to me. Hebrews 2, 14 through 15 says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, this is where Jesus dealt with this fear for us. And so the fear of death, we don't have to deal with that anymore. That's, right. why, that's why I say just embrace that and then you, it's gone because mm -hmm. Jesus took it. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. See, if you're in bondage to something, it's hard for Jesus to heal you. Right. It's hard to be free mm -hmm. and walk out of that because you're in bondage. You've got right. to break that bondage. And so sometimes you might ask the Lord, is there any, what are the obstacles to the prayer that we're, because you and the Holy Spirit are partnering in this. Mm -hmm. You know, you're in the earth and he needs words for a man to speak in the earth. Amen. And, and he's in heaven and he can reach heart issues that you can't reach. Mm -hmm. But you can reach the, you can speak the word in the earth that he can't do anymore because he's turned that over to his disciples. Mm -hmm. Right? That's us. Huh? That's I said, us. that's us. That's us. <laughs> Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Amen. So um, the fear of death has been uh, taken away from us. Jesus bore that at the cross. Hallelujah. And I think that's one of the things we really, when I say death, I can also mean failure. Mm -hmm. It can also mean losing out on something, having a lack. You know, the fear of death could be poverty, a poverty spirit. Abandonment. It be abandonment. Any, anything uh, like your that. Your husband's going to commit adultery. Mm -hmm. That's a fear. Mm -hmm. You know, I have found through the years when I've prayed for women like that, that they've always had that fear in them. Mm -hmm. if, if I said, did you, have you feared this through your life? Oh yeah, I've always had that fear. And they find Praying out that he has... Praying for women in situations where, where there was adultery? Yes. Infidelity? Yeah. Never did they say, oh, I never even in my mind. Yeah. No, it had been in their mind. Yeah. So that fear, like Job said, what I greatly feared has come upon me. So we need to deal with our fears, yeah. don't we? Definitely. Amen. I'm not sure what time it is. I think our time is. Yes. I don't think our clock works. 1231. 1230. This goes by so fast. It does. <laughs> time flies talk, when you're having I think I fun. talk too much. <laughs> no, it's good. Okay. Well, next week, ladies, we're going to look at the discipline, organization, and commitment of the enemy mm. because we're preparing ourselves for prayer. We're preparing ourselves 
to be vehicles and vessels for prayer. And we need to realize what kind of enemy we're coming against. He's highly disciplined, Mm -hmm. highly organized, and committed to our destruction. (laughs) So we need to be disciplined, organized, and committed. Right. And stay with the program. I've often said that I think one of our greatest problems is unfocused faith. Mm-hmm. We don't get it focused, and then we don't leave it there. We we don't. And, and one of the, one of the um, I've got here one of the um, one of the uh, one of the things that the enemy will do is to distract us. Yeah. And you know we'll be in the. I don't. I'm sure you've experienced this in the prayer room, and you get this vision, and you get this great prayer, and you have this great prayer, and then you walk out, and it kind of wanes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you let it go, and you don't stay with it. And I, and I know when I was praying with that person, that was very difficult. Uh, I had to keep recommitting myself, recommitting myself. So you may wane and mm-hmm. don't feel bad. I mean, just repent and start recommitting yourself. Yeah. And Absolutely. and the Lord, the Lord would give me a new scripture or he'd give me a new avenue or he'd say something fresh to me to keep me committed to that prayer. Amen. But you and Jesus and the Holy Ghost are working, working for the Father yes. to save souls. Amen. And to get them set free. Yes. <laughs> so that's what we're all about. That's the church's life. The high life Yes, is praying for. Let, let me just tell one more story before we go. Sure, please. And I've probably told this already, but it's, it fits here. Years back, uh, we had prayer on Thursday nights here at the church. And um, a, a young man that worked for us, Mark, he visited the nursing homes every Thursday. And so he stopped in one Thursday night and he said, would you pray for, pray with me about a, a man named Roy or Ray? I think his name was Ray. Mm-hmm. Ray was 96 years old and he would not have anything to do with Mark. Mark was going to his room and try to tell him about Jesus and bless him and pray for him. And he didn't want any part of him. He wouldn't even let him come in the room. So Mark would ask us in the prayer room to pray for him. So we did that night. We got, and I was, in in my prayer time, I saw Ray with a rope around his waist, Mm -hmm. and it was hanging over this mountainside, this cliff, hanging over this cliff, and it was pulling him, little by little, pulling him. And he was getting closer to the edge of the cliff. At 96, he was getting closer to the edge of the cliff, closer to the edge of the cliff. And when I saw that, I just took took the the blood and I severed that rope in Jesus name. So the blood, the name and the word, Mm -hmm. we severed it and set Ray free. It was generational curses that he was in bondage to that Mm -hmm. were trapped him and were pulling him over the edge to where they were all were. Mm -hmm. And I I would put put that, took like an ax and the ax of the root of the tree and brought it down. And about two or three weeks later, Mark came in and said, Ray got saved tonight. Wow. And that he, that was two or three, and do you know within the next six months he passed on? Wow. Praise so God. a man's own iniquity will hold him in bondage. Yeah. So. And just keep you from receiving, hearing the truth. Well, that's the thing. They, they can't hear, the, or maybe they hear, but they can't receive. They're mm-hmm. in, it's like deaf, dumb, and blind, and yeah. you're pre- preaching the gospel to me. And I can't hear, see, or even know what you're doing. Yeah. To me, it looks foolish. Mm-hmm. So find out how spirits. to pray for that person. Yes. 
how to pray, bind the enemy, right. loose the angels. Use the, I mean, yeah. we have so many we tools. We have so many tools we to really work with, do. don't we? We really do. Well, bless you, ladies. <laughs> Thank you for visiting with us. Yes, we are grateful. And Amen. just a, a quick note, um, we do have, Pastor Mary Jean has two books. Um, well, she has several, but <laughs> some of the ones, uh, the couple that we highlight on this um, live hour are Woman, Her Purpose, Position, and Power, and then also um, the workbook that kind of goes with it called Woman Imagine. So if any of you are interested or want to send it to someone as a gift or something like that, um, you can go to our website or go to the Restoration of Women's Virtues Facebook page and there should be links there um, to get you to the right place. Or you can call West Houston Christian Center at 713-954-9422 and I'll definitely take care of you there. And um, we just want to put even more tools in your hands <laughs> and they are a blessing and you know have a big impact. Um, and let's, ma let's make lives. sure that our families are tucked away nicely in our little household of prayer. Amen. Amen. Um, like Rahab, she put her family all in her house and hung that scarlet thread out the window. Mm -hmm. And I, I believe and they said, we won't touch that house as long as they're in there and the yeah. scarlet threads out the window. Amen. And it's like the blood on the doorpost in the book of Exodus. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's real important. God's going to use us as women yes. greatly in the days ahead. And we want to be um, equipped for that. Yes. Amen. Amen. Bless you. Thank you for being with us. We love y'all. Bye. <laughs> Bye.